This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You've discovered your link to GoPowerCat.com's PowerCat podcast. Now, here's your host, GoPowerCat.com publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. Let me start this edition of the Sources Podcast with a somewhat shameless plug. I've been lucky enough to co-host a TV show called The Drive, and we're in our 15th year. As my former co-host Tom Keegan said, we're the gun smoke of TV sports. I, I don't know about that, but I know when I signed on to The Drive, it was a much different show than what it is now. We started off doing this through the Lawrence, Kansas cable station okay so they had a local news broadcast and they branched out into this and i was like the conservative guy on msnbc or the liberal on fox i was the outside guy i was the k-state guy on what was seen primarily as a ku show at first and it really kind of grew into more than that the drive discusses ku k-state primarily big 12 next maybe chiefs royals etc and originally we had a four-man lineup. There was four of us. There was three analysts and a host, and then eventually it became three. And after nine years, the cable system at Lawrence was sold, and they were no longer interested in it. We were really fortunate to have WIBW out of Topeka buy the rights to the show, adopt us, and Keegan and I did it together for a few years as a two-man show, and now I do it with Scott Chasen, who runs Fog.net, the KU site on 24-7 Sports. A long way to getting where I'm going, but there's a purpose to this. So the first time I met Buddy Wyatt at a K-State press conference, right not long after he was hired, the last guy hired for this coaching staff under Chris Kleiman. And, and remember that originally Blake Seiler was the defensive ends coach, and then kind of at the last minute he bolted for West Virginia. He's now at Old Dominion. But they needed a DNs coach. And Buddy Wyatt is good friends with Van Malone. They had coached at SMU together. Uh, and uh, he was now a senior analyst at KU. So Buddy Wyatt came in to coach. And the first time I met Buddy Wyatt, he goes, hey, I recognize you. You're the guy from the drive. Well, it turns out the drive, being on the cable system in Lawrence, the promo ads were relentless. And so here's my face. I'm as well-known and recognized in Lawrence because of this silly show as anywhere else I go. The Drive. It's been a blessing in my life. It's a great experience, but it also kind of opened a door of familiarity between me and Buddy Wyatt. Buddy Wyatt was at Kansas from 2010 and 14, kind of in the heyday of when we were broadcasting the show in Lawrence. Buddy Wyatt's football coaching career is nothing short of incredible. Incredible. Now, now, first of all, let's put this on the table. Assistant coaches sometimes move a lot. Scotty Hazelton moves a lot. Buddy Wyatt's not as bad as Scotty Hazelton, but he's, he's up there. He really is. 
This guy played football at TCU. He's a product of Victoria, Texas. And so after playing at TCU, became a grad assistant. And somehow, and I, honestly, I forgot to ask him about this. He goes from grad assistant at TCU to a full-time defensive line coach at Minnesota in 1992. And off goes his career. He's been at Power 5 schools, with one exception being SMU, his entire career. Minnesota, Oklahoma State, Northwestern, Colorado, Texas A&M, Alabama, Nebraska, back to Texas A&M, Kansas, SMU, then the bridge year there was a senior analyst at KU, and now he's in his second season at Kansas State. And in an interesting twist, his son just finished up his playing career at Northwestern, and Fred had played high school football in Lawrence, and now Fred is a graduate assistant on the Kansas State staff. So father and son work together. Buddy Wyatt's a hell of a nice guy. He's great to talk to, really easygoing, and he's a highly, highly respected football coach. And as we get into the podcast, you're going to hear him list off some of the players that he's coached. And folks, it's nowhere short of incredible. It's amazing. Now, here's my discussion with Kansas State defensive ends coach Buddy Wyatt on the GoPowerCat.com PowerCat Sources podcast. And now we're joined by Coach Buddy Wyatt. Coach, how are you doing? You doing well? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I'm finally, it's still, um, it still stings a little bit, but uh, like I tell the kids, we got to keep moving forward. So Yeah, that sucked. I mean, there's no, <laughs> just no other way to put it. Um the lack of spring football, the lack of some of the summer stuff, it, it just, uh, you can't make it up. You just, it's just lost time. Yeah, especially, you know, we have in some positions, we have, uh, you know, kids that are playing for the first time. And so sometimes, you know, it, it takes a little uh, uh, cohesion, which is kind of hard to, to get um, in a short period of time. Uh, you know, missing spring ball, um, having a, uh, a, a shortened fall camp, uh, uh, you know, th- you know, just because of, of sometimes of, uh, of numbers and, and scheduling and all that stuff. It just was, there's been kind of, you know, we hadn't been able to get in a, a good groove. I think, uh, uh, I think we, we will, you know, I know our kids will continue to work hard and, and, and continue to improve. And uh, they're, they're as upset uh, about everything as, 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 as we are as coaches and as the fans are. So, you know, uh, you know, and, and it wasn't acceptable, and, and, and they know, and, and they, and they, the ones who said it's not acceptable. So, well, it's it's one of those situations where, yeah, you've had practices, but they're not even normal practices. You're missing so many guys just between injury and and COVID, but the quarantines just add up. I mean, it's just it's a bunch of factors that just it's so out of the norm right now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and, you know, this is my going into my thirtieth year of coaching at this level, and it's it's uh, definitely uh, one like no other. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, um, and you have done the coaches assistant coach thing pretty well. Uh, you've you've traveled around quite a bit. Uh, tell me about that. I don't want to say vagabond, but it kind of is. You're just been you've been so many places, uh, so many prominent schools. What's that experience been like? 
I tell you what, I, I look at it like this. I, I, it's um, it's been an opportunity for me to to get a get a chance to work with um, a lot. I work with and work for a lot of uh, great people. Get a chance to meet people um, uh, over the, all across the United States. Um, you know, now my family is the ones that, you know, the, as you know, the families are the one that, that, uh, it's, it's difficult on. And I'm fortunate enough to have a wonderful wife, um, uh, Andrea, and she's, she did a good job, uh, cause you know, as coaches, we're not there a lot. Uh, so they, they got to take on a, a, a lot of jobs. And, and so it starts with that. You got to have a, a good spouse and, and she's been wonderful. Um, my two kids have, have really been, you know, have adapted well. I think sometimes moving around, I know it wasn't easy for them, but I think it's helped them um, uh, as they've gotten older and, and one of them's out of college and, and he's actually here working with us here. And uh, my daughter's in college. And so I think it's helped them. Uh, with relationships, uh, making friends when they, you know, and, and, and made them, made them, made them a little tougher. I think, uh, you know, growing up, um, but it's not easy, you know, moving, moving. I think we've moved uh, 12 times, 11 times, something like that. Uh, and uh, we kind of got it down to a, to a, to an art now. So, <laughs> uh, but, one of your yeah. longest days was down the road in Lawrence. Um, and it looks like yeah. did, did Fred get to go all the way through? High school there? He, That's awesome. Did he did, and that was that was a plus. That was a real big plus for him. Uh, he got to play um, all his high school uh, career at, at Free State, um, and so uh, you know. And and, and my daughter, uh, she her freshman year, she went to Free State, and then then we moved to Dallas, and then she finished up uh, her her uh, last three years at, at JJ Pearson Dallas. Uh, and then he went on and played at Northwestern. I had a buddy call me up once and said, hey, I need advice. Um, a friend of mine has a son who's a fullback, and he's got – here's his scholarship offers. And they were all, you know, power five, but uh, no, like, Alabama or, you know, nothing like that. And one of them was Northwestern. And I'm like, hold on, he can get a free education at Northwestern to play football? You go to Northwestern. I mean, if he's not an NFL guy, which actually I think he ended up playing a little in the league, but if he's not an NFL guy, go get that Northwestern degree, and that's exactly what your son did. Yeah, he did. He did. He got, he got undergrad. He got a master's. And so he's, uh, you know, he, 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 he did well for himself. They, they they actually won a lot of ball games when he was there. And they went to, I think he went to four bowl games or something like that. So it was, he had a good experience. Um, this is a great school, you know, and obviously the education is, is like no other. So that was big for him. And, and what a great use of that education to end up as a grad assistant at Kansas State. <laughs> I was as shocked as you. I was like, uh, I was kind of stunned uh, at first, but then somebody explained to me, well, it's in his blood. What <laughs> I mean, he, he's been around it since he, he he could walk and talk. He was at practices, at, at camps, and and everything else. And so, you know, what else did you expect? That was, uh, you got a point there. Yeah, that's very true. What's it been like so far? I know it's only been a, a year and, gosh, not even a half, and a lot of it's spent with this pandemic nonsense. It's like you guys finally got a chance to settle in, and then the pandemic hit. Yeah, yeah, it definitely uh, things you know were moving along pretty pretty good, and then all of a sudden you know uh, 
March came and <laughs> things kind of slowed down. Um, uh, but we really, we, we really enjoy Manhattan, my wife and I, and, and, and we thought we were empty nesters, but all of a sudden Fred decides to take a job here. So he's down now back living with us. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, it, it's been good. It's been good to have, uh, to have the family together. Uh, um, you know, I missed, I missed our players during that time. I, re- I, I really did. Uh, didn't realize how much, uh, you know, I enjoyed being around them until they were not here. And, uh, and so uh, that was, that was a tough part about it. And then just seeing them, you know, they, they didn't, they had no idea what was going to happen. And that, and, and the concern when you, when you did your zoom meetings with them and when you talked to them on the phone, you could, you know, you could just hear hear the concern in their voice, and that that was tough. That was tough because um, you know they've worked so hard to put themselves in position to, to play this game at this level, and they didn't know if they were going to be able to play or not. So, so that, those things were were difficult. Yeah, um, when you arrived, and I think I asked you about this, and you inherited Wyatt Hubert, you had to be a pretty happy coach. That's that's a nice thing to to inherit from previous staff. How good is he, and how good can he be? Um, Wyatt is uh, first of all, yeah, uh, man. I really appreciate Coach Knight and his staff <laughs> recruiting Wyatt because um, you know he he has what I call the total package. You know, he's a he's a talented player. Um, he has a lot of physical gifts that God has blessed him with. Um, but he's also an extremely hard-working young man. Um, he works hard in the weight room. Uh, he works hard on the practice field. Um, and and the other thing that I've found, the guys that I've coached have been really good, and, and, and a lot of them have been good enough to go play in the NFL. Um, they, have, they just have a, a thirst for the knowledge knowledge of the game and he has that thirst i mean if you will look at his he takes notes in every meeting i don't care if it's a team meeting i don't care if it's a unit meeting i don't care if it's a position meeting uh i don't care what the meeting is he is in there taking notes um i looked at his note his notebook once i had to get him a new notebook because he had filled up all the pages uh in his book um and so that's why that's what i mean about the total package it's not just in you know, he's, he's talented. Uh, he's got a great work ethic, but man, he's got a thirst uh, for knowledge uh, of the game. He wants to be the best. Uh, and so to me, when you have that combination, you, you have a chance to be really, really good. How, how did he play in that opener? Uh, if you would ask him, he would say he played not up to his standard, you know, <laughs> um, and, and, and probably, you know, he I thought he played well. He wasn't as productive as he normally normally is. Um, so, you know, he was coming off of uh, that ankle. He didn't practice as much like he didn't have spring practice. And then we didn't have – and he missed a lot of fall camp because he was still coming off that, that injury. Um, and so, you know, he was a little rusty. And, and uh, uh, he's played – he had a solid game, but he, he didn't play nowhere close to, to, to his capability. Yeah, it kind of looked like on that last drive, um, everyone was on their heels, Wyatt included. I mean, it mm-hmm. just was hard to get anything going. How did uh, Bronson Massey play? I have I didn't go back and really look at his film. Uh, boom, boom was, um, you know, I thought he he played uh, 
same, uh, you know, it wasn't as productive as we need those guys to be, especially guys like Wyatt and, and Bronson, who have played a, a, a lot of football uh, here at K-State. Um, you know, we, we, we're counting on them uh, to be guys that, that make plays, that make a difference in the ball game. Um, and we didn't make any of those plays uh, in this ball game. Um, but he, I'm not saying he played bad. He just, you know, I mean, in, in our room, in that defensive end room, we have high expectations. And, uh, and we and we'll tell you to a man that that we didn't live up to those expectations in, in last week's game. Well, all fall uh, we've been hearing the name Khalid Duke over and over and over, and then he wasn't able to play on Saturday. Did you feel like that kid had that great Christmas toy, and then you couldn't play with it because, yeah, <laughs> from everything it sounds like he's he's been an impact kind of guy in practice, and then he couldn't go. Yeah, Khalid is is really uh, probably made the the biggest strides uh, from last year to this year as far as a total football player. Um, you know, he was kind of a, a a kid that we recruited as a linebacker, um, and we needed some. We, he showed us that he had some pass rush ability, and so we used it, moved him to defensive end, and used him on in some of our third down package. Um, packages and so uh but you know so that was he that's what he did mostly for us a year ago uh, so coming back in this fall camp man i was like is this the same khalid duke he's he's put on about 20 pounds and and uh he, he's more explosive and uh his, his knowledge of the game is, is just it's just grown uh and he spent a lot of time with white and so so i mean they 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 white really had kind of at taking him under his wing and then and he's kind of spending a lot of time and they have a really mutual respect for one another. And so, so I think that helped him a lot. And then he has a desire to be really good as well. Um, I mean, he watches probably more different NFL guys than anybody. He will, you know, he wants to pattern. He, he, I mean, he, he don't care who it is. He's going to watch Khalil Mack. He's going to watch, uh, 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 uh Jamie on clown. He's going to watch JJ. Why he just watches everybody. He comes in, coach. I, I watched this film on JJ. Why he did, he was doing this, you know, <laughs> he was doing that. I'm like, that's good, man. That's good. Keep it up. I hope you JJ Watt as well. <laughs> yeah. I hope he gets that big. That'd be nice. Big and fast. Uh, what's it say about a kid that to go through this without the off season program to come in with 20 good pounds, I could come back after a pandemic with 20 pounds. It wouldn't be the right pounds, but <laughs> I could do it. Uh, what's it say about him that he, he came back in such good shape? Well, I, I really think it goes back to the fact that he wants to be really – he wants to be good. He wants to be better than Wyatt. He wants to be really good. And so he worked extremely hard uh, um, when he was when he was back home. Um, you know, he had um, – he did have a, a person – I don't even know the person name that he worked with a little bit that kept him going workout wise. Um, so, you know, he, he's, I, I, I'm fortunate that I have guys in my room want to be really good. That want that, that have that drive to be the best to play, play that position. And Spencer Trestle saw some action. Uh, what do you think of Spencer in that opener? 
I tell you what, Spencer to me is, is another young man. Spencer's probably not a lot. Probably he is the, the fastest defensive end that I have. Uh, you know, and, and people really don't know that. Uh, Spencer uh, uh, is now. I think he's just had. He has matured, uh, and he understands uh, how to work. He understands the pack. Our defensive scheme a lot better um, than he did a year ago or, or have ever since since we've been here. Um, so uh, I was pleased with Spencer. I think Spencer got 18 to 20 snaps in, in that game, and he, he did okay. You know, he didn't, you know, he'd like the rest of them. We, we all feel that we can play better. Um, but I, I'm, I mean, he's another young guy. You know, he's not Spencer, he's a relatively young sophomore kid. And so, uh, you know, he's going to continue to improve as well. Let's take a little break here and come back on the other side, continue our discussion with Buddy Wyatt, Kansas State's defensive ends coach. The PowerCat Podcast will be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We now send it back to the PowerCat Podcast. How has a message of a coach changed here during the pandemic and the season that counts but doesn't count? You know, it's just such a weird thing that the wins and losses count, but your eligibility clock kind of paused. Does your message change at all about how to go about business? No, no, it doesn't. And, and this is really, especially after this past week, it, it's, our message has even gotten stronger uh, about where we want this program to go. Um, and Coach Kleiman's, you know, you, you've heard him say, you know, our, we want to stack good days on top of good days. And that's something that I thought we lost the focus of a little bit, um, getting ready for, for Arkansas State. And, and rightfully so, you had all the things going on uh, with the COVID. You had, you know, guys concerned whether we were going to play or we are not going to play. And so our mindset wasn't great. Um and I think that our focus got off of uh, of the team and what we're trying to accomplish, what we're trying to accomplish with this team, and got focused on other things. And so uh, we just kind of went back, talked about, all right, we want to prepare daily with a purpose. If we want to get to where we want to go, we want to prepare daily with a purpose. And that's stacking one good day on top of another good day. Um, got to go back to paying attention to details. We got to master the details. So we're working, you know, and that, and that message is not going to change. It hasn't changed from Coach Klein and it won't change from the assistant coaches as well because obviously that's our culture and, and that's what we want to build our program around. Yeah, I was impressed with his his message after the game that at least to the media that, you know, this is a long haul um, and mm-hmm. and this doesn't de- derail anything. This is just uh, something to overcome and you move on. Was it good to have an off week or bad to have an off week coming off a game like that? Um, I think it was probably most of the time you want to get right back yeah. into the 
battle, but with everything that's going on and, and with with the with the COVID and everything, I think it was a good it was it was good to have a week week off. Uh, just because now you know getting more guys back and 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 getting them opportunity to train and, and, and get ready for for the game. Got more time to get ready for the next football game. And it's just Oklahoma. I mean, it's just Oklahoma. <laughs> you just got to go to Norman. That's all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, you know, I I, I told the guys, hey, we want to be the best. We got to beat the best. So that's that's what we are. <laughs> Yeah, what's weird about this season is um, playing that one non-conference game. To me, it almost felt like an NFL preseason game, except it counted. It was just mm-hmm. so out of whack. The two teams, you know, weren't really prepared at the same level. I don't think, and mm-hmm. um, uh, it it had a a feeling like after the loss. Well, I mean, really, it's about the conference season more than ever this year. Still go win a bunch of games in the conference and people will forget about this game. Yeah. I, you know, our goal always is to win the big 12 and we still got a chance to do that. We still got opportunity to win the big 12. So um, like we told, like we told our guys, okay, our goals are still in front of us. The things we want to accomplish are still in front of us. Um, but they won't be if we let what happened last week affect the way we go about getting ready for Next, this this coming up week. So, so I, I do think that our kids, uh, you know, we try to we're trying to keep them focused on one day at a time. We wasn't a very good football team on 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 Saturday. We didn't play very well. We didn't coach very well. That was obviously, and so we got to get better. Coaches, players, everybody. So that's our that's our mantra right now. You know, one day at a time. Okay, stack one stack one good day on top of another good day. That's 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 going to be our message. Uh, and that's 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 been coach's message I, ever since he was at North Dakota State, talking to the rest of these coaches that were with him. So that's the way uh, you know. And, and I like it. I really do. I, I like that approach. Uh, you can't get uh, you know you can't get too you know you can't get uh, worried about what's behind you. you. Can't start looking about what's in front of you. You can take care of about today. That's all you can take care of. So. I'm struck that, you know, he came in with some of his coaches from North Dakota State, uh, kept Colin Klein, but then put together everything. And you're the last uh, of those additions of the original staff. Um, But it just seemed like everyone kind of just settled in immediately. There was no acclimation period. It seems like he assembled a really cohesive unit. Yeah, I I think um, – Chris has been, you know, he's been around. He's been coaching a long time. He's been on on different staffs. He knew what type of number one, what type of person that he wanted to hire, um, and then what type of coach he wanted to hire. And I think if you look at the, you know, and I think we've got really good people in this staff. They're good coaches, but they're better people. And I think that that's what he put the emphasis on. And um, and when you do that. And it's easy to come in the office every day because you got, you know, you got Colin Kahn, who's a, who's a good person, who's a, you know, a good coach, but he's a better person. <clears throat> you know, you got Connor, Connor Riley, who is a, a good coach, but he's a better person. So he, he put together a staff full of good people. And, um, and that's one thing when he, when, when I was interviewing with him, one thing he said, he wanted to, he wanted to hire coaches, that were going to coach their guys hard, but love them up, and that's what he wanted in his in his coaches. 
So, and you've been at, at this a while. Kids have changed. You know, some coaches like to say they don't change. They have changed. And and I I think some of the things, the more aggressive styles, just don't work with this group very often. Yeah, it's it's different, and it's just like any anything else. If you're not growing, then you're gonna fall behind. And if you don't, if, if you think you can coach these kids like you were coached, it, it's it's not like that anymore. You know, uh, society is not like that anymore. Um, they don't the foot the game of football isn't like that anymore. You know, and so uh, you have to be able to adapt and adjust and and grow as a person. And as a coach, um, and it's all about the kids. You know, it's all about the kids. That's that's why I coach, and that's why I coach climbing coaches, uh, and that's why all these coaches on the staff is because of the kids. And just like our own kids, sometimes they can be frustrating. Sometimes they you can get disappointed at them. Uh, um, but in the long run, uh, I feel that is. The reason I'm here is to help these kids grow, you know, grow as human beings, not only on the field, but also off the field. And to me, that's that's what's important to Coach Klein, and that's what's important. You mentioned earlier um, you've coached some great players. When I ask you um, who the greatest players are that you've been lucky enough to work with, who jumps out at you? You know, I've, I've coached – Guys like Bon Miller, Nadamakan Sue, uh, Michael Bennett. Uh, it's ridiculous. I mean, I've coached some some really good players, but the, probably the one the guy that stands out to me is a young man by the name of Wallace Gilberry. Uh, played for me at Alabama. He's from Cincinnati, Kansas City. Played played in the league seven eight years. You know, uh, and Wallace was not the biggest. He was not the fastest. He was kind of an in-between defensive lineman, DN or D-tackle. But that kid was so special as far as just he had a learning disability that he didn't let keep him back. I, I remember I would write, uh, you know, he would come in, I would write whatever the, the, the practice, whatever we were going over in practice that day on my board in my meeting room. He would come in early and write it down and and then we'd have our position meeting. He'd write it down again because he knew that's what he needed to do for him so he could learn it and so he wouldn't go out there and make mistakes. And it, that kid had no business playing NFL that long. But because just because of his work ethic and how he went about him, and he just he could talk, man, he could talk to the side of a wall. He just could talk to anybody. Um, and uh, him and, and a, a guy I had when I was at Texas A&M the first time because uh, I had Ronald Edwards who played with the the, the Chiefs forever. I had Ty Warren, uh, Rocky Bernard, all those guys. Uh, Ty Warren still today is a good friend of mine. And so those two guys probably uh, just because not necessarily because of the, the, the player they, that they were, even though I was friend Jeff, it was because of the type of people they were. And you've been places uh, excluding Manhattan, Kansas, because uh, I will always <laughs> take this place. What what places really kind of stood out to you? You kind of thought this is a neat town. I, you know what? I've, I've enjoyed 
all the places that, that I've been for different reasons. Now, my wife, she now you still want Oklahoma. She moves. She don't like still want Oklahoma. She, that's the only place she said we can't go back to. <laughs> so, but but other than that, I've enjoyed it. And, and to me, it probably was College Station, uh, just because I'm from Texas originally, and I have family that was around, and, and so I probably saw more of my family. Um, um, you know, when we were at when we were at, at College Station uh, at Texas A&M. So that that was that was good. So they got to enjoy, you know, the, the, a part of my career with me, uh, and so so that 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 was unique. That was a, a good good experience. But I, I like I said, I've enjoyed Tuscaloosa. I've enjoyed uh, 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 Evanston. I've enjoyed all of them. But um, but um, you know, uh, uh, we really like Manhattan because it's it's, it's about our speed. It's my speed. I, I don't need the. You know, when I was younger, I probably could have a little faster lane. Right now, I'm good with where I am. I, I like it. I like like it laid back. <laughs> I hear you, brother. I hear you. It's like it's it's okay for me. I don't. Everything I need is right here. Um, and this is this can be a good place to recruit to. And I don't think it's always sold properly that it's a place where it's an active college town. But you got to work to get in trouble in Manhattan, Kansas. You got to go out of your yeah. way to get in trouble in Manhattan, Kansas. Uh, and so I would think a lot of parents are like, "Yeah, that's where I want to send my kid." Yeah, I, I really do. I, I think that you know, in, being in, I've coached in big cities. I've coached in small towns. I've coached, you know, in college towns. Um, you know, college kids are going to be college kids. They're going to have fun. I don't care where. They're they going to find a way to have fun. That's just part of it. And so, I, and I do think the one thing that's really unique about is that I think that all the fans and all the people of Manhattan and the alumni, I think all, they really love this university. That's what really kind of, I've kind of grown, you know, some places I've been, they really love the football team. Or they really love the basketball team. But I don't care what sport's going on. I think the people really love Kansas State. Just no matter what is happening there, you could be playing ping pong, I think, and they'll come in and support Kansas State. That's that's the big difference. What I, I that's what I've noticed about about Kansas State. Yeah, I mean, they show up for baseball and, you know, brand new women's soccer program sets an attendance record for the conference. I mean, it's like, it's amazing how people show up. Yeah. What was that like on Saturday with 11,000 people instead of 50, what you saw last year? It had to be so strange. Well, I tell you what, you know, the initial, when you know, before the game, the warm-ups, and, and then when you run out, that was different. But when we got into the game as coaches – you're working, trying to put out fires, and 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 trying to get your guys in the right positions, and so it was. I, a lot of times when you coach, you don't know, even notice the, the crowd, you know. Other than when something happens, you got your back turned, and you hear the crowd roar, and you gotta jump up and see what happened. But um, but you can still tell when something happened. But you know, really as a coach, it wasn't. You know, we were working, we really didn't. You know, and once we got into the ball game, it was work as usual for us. Yeah. yeah. You know. What can this team still accomplish this season? How good can this team be? I think that's, that that's that depends on how we attack every day. If we continue to attack every day uh, like we've been attacking this week, um, 
then I think we could be pretty good. I really do. I think we can be pretty good. Um, um, but if we don't, if we if we have a good day, then we have a bad day, and then we got to go back. You know, we do. If we have one of those, then we're going to be very average. Okay. But I do think if we continue to attack every day, we got a chance to be really still have a chance to be pretty good, even though even after the setback. Okay, when we first met and you arrived, uh, you recognized me because of uh, the drive. Uh, because everyone in Lawrence knows who I am because they may not have watched the show, but they ran so many freaking ads for the drive. <laughs> everyone knew who I was. I walk into Lawrence. It's like, they know me better here. Uh, did you ever actually watch the drive? You know what? I, I, I have watched the drive. <laughs> I have I haven't, I, you know, it's not, a, I don't watch it inconsistently, but I have watched the drive. Um, and because a lot of times, um, you know, I don't get to watch a lot of television, you know, because we, we're always grinding during the season. But I did watch it during the basketball. I watched it more probably during the basketball time, you know. Uh, and so I did, I did do that. Now, you still have, when you on there with a KU guy, did y'all go? Did y'all... Yeah, I mean we're we're out of Topeka now on uh, WIW thirteen, and uh, Scott Chasen, who runs the KU twenty four seven sports site, is my sidekick oh. now because Tom Keegan moved on to Boston and unfortunately was laid off with this pandemic. So. Keegan left. Right, Keegan let us right. Keegan, <laughs> Keegan's the best. He's the best. And what I liked about doing a show with him uh, was I wasn't the ugliest guy on the set. So, <laughs> how's it go? Yeah. I like it. Yeah, Jason's better looking than I am. So he's also yeah. half my age, and I I'm bitter about <laughs> it. Coach, I yeah. appreciate it very much. Uh, the best of luck in a week uh, on Saturday when you get down to uh, Oklahoma. Uh, it'll be an uh, interesting environment going on the road now without a crowd. And uh, I think you'll notice it a little bit better then. Yeah, probably will. Probably will. Hey, I appreciate you. I hope you enjoyed our discussion with Buddy Wyatt. I know I enjoyed talking to him. It's kind of fun to get an opportunity. This was recorded over Zoom, as you could probably tell from his audio. It's always a lot of fun to have a face-to-face conversation with these guys. And in this pandemic world, That is not easily accomplished. A salute to the Kansas State Sports Information Department, Media Relations, or whatever you call yourselves now, for helping us set these up. We'll be back next week after what we hope is a game at Oklahoma with another edition of the Sources Podcast. PowerCat Podcast. All rights reserved. GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street Publishing. 